we are back we are back what's up everyone welcome to match point number nine a tennis bets podcast i am your host david ej Berger. you can find our show handle at mp9 tennis on twitter and uh if this is your first time listening chances are that's how you found us welcome hello if you are a returning listener i want to say thank you Thank you. Welcome back. Hello. And also want to say hello to uh, my number one tennis talking bro and co-host, my main man, Derek. Derek, hello. What's up, everybody? This is Derek Kunimura. Um, I'm a little tired from just watching that boring basketball finals game. So I'm pretty stoked to now just talk about tennis and not have to worry about watching getting through a boring basketball game. I unfortunately uh, did not see one second of that game. However, I was following it, and um, I will just sidestep uh, the ways in which I lost money on it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I I wanted to no play. I took a bite on a, a live over. That I mean, the the under was just the way to go all the way. But uh, that's okay. And uh, might have had a little player prop going on with uh, Marcus Smart that didn't cash, but that's okay. He had three fouls early on. No, no big deal. I'm not <laughs> tilting on that at all. You should have um, went for over on turnovers, though. <laughs> moving on. Uh, we're here to talk about tennis, Derek. And specifically, we're here to talk about gambling on tennis. Uh, we are a tennis bets podcast. And so let's fucking do it, Derek. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> I mean, we it's been way too long. Um, you know, I like to think of this podcast. We're like a, a pirate ship. Uh, we're we're around <laughs> we're around uh every now and then and uh we're like thieves of the night uh i don't know we're just the little podcast that could we're, we're not as regular as we should be hope to be life gets in the way but um but we're recording now so that's great so let's let's not you know make apologies for for the past let's uh let's build upon the future derek all right let's start that now all right. Well, normally we kick off the show with life of a tennis fan, and and I want to do so again. The page has turned to grass season. We ripped off the calendar pages. Clay season is over. It's officially grass season. And Derek, I'm I, listen. I I'm just gonna say it. I think I'm a grass guy, man. I think I'm <laughs> I'm a grass guy. I never expected you to say that. Well, I didn't expect it either. You know, I was like, you know, the. I was like, oh, you know, I was excited for clay season after the hard court season just for, you know, the dirt, you know, you, you, you kind of like you buy into like the, the dirt and like uh, getting dirty and you know, it's a different <laughs> kind of tennis. But man, that clay season is long. <laughs> it's, it is definitely long. I, I mean, the hard court season's long and then there's another long one in the later half of the year. But uh, I don't know. It, it's nice and refreshing, you know. To go it from is. hard to clay, and then um, you think that they would go from clay back to hard, but no, they just throw you into the other odd. They're surface, keeping you know? it uh, all natural uh, with earth vibes, um, the grass, different vibes, summertime, and these tournaments have had great crowds so far during grass season. Uh, I would argue even better than any clay tournament that I've seen. So I, I think that probably has to do with the fact that uh, over there, people actually uh, have a work-life balance. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people might be off for holiday this time of year can go watch some tennis. Um, but man, I mean, especially this week, like uh, the London site for round one, which round one was, I mean, pretty stacked. I mean, like for round one, there were some pretty, some pretty decent matchups. 
Shapovala versus Tommy Paul. You had Berrettini, Evans, Fritz, and Draper. I mean, some decent. Uh, Musetti versus Bublik. I mean, these are like Opelka, Demonar. Yeah, uh, yeah, that Karatsev, Hatchinoff. Yeah, I mean, these are like decent matchups for. This is like typically kind of a round two vibe, at least for like you know, it's a five hundred. You know, it's not a one thousand. <laughs> so, but the crowd showed up, and they've been. It, it, they built on the momentum that uh, TBR, Tim Van Rithoven or whatever, <laughs> built up last week in the Netherlands uh, where he got everyone in a frenzy uh, winning out of nowhere. Yeah, you don't have to say his name right because I don't think we're going to be ever talking about that dude ever again. Well, he got a wild card into, into Wimbledon, so yeah, like, he will be. But That's going to be the last time we'll ever talk to him or talk about him. <laughs> There's no way. like That guy is ever going to win a tournament, an ATP tournament, that is. Ever again. What's <laughs> like, fucked up? What's okay? So what's fucked up is like I watched him versus uh, Felix. Felix, I bet FIA live minus one thirty in the second set. He <laughs> he roasts him six one. So I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, okay, well this is like the dream is over. And then this is at uh, the Netherlands site last week. By the way, we should just preface that the ATP, uh, the one with the lowercase s apostrophe dash, and then. <laughs> <laughs> some other I, foreign characters i believe it was heterogen bosch or something like that it looked beautiful i have to say i mean i love this is why i love tennis i love seeing all these locations but one of the reasons i love tennis yeah then faa just disappears in the third set he gets down i mean he has to like fight back to hold twice he goes down 40 oh 40 he's down love 40 two times has to i mean pretty incredible holds to be honest but uh the whole aggressive play he had in the second set disappears goes all the way to tie break can't pull it out and i was like <laughs> with my when it was at tie break i was like dealing with my kids and like i i went in the back like i had to leave the tv screen i was like i know i'm gonna walk back and see this kid won and i and i did <laughs> i just knew this isn't gonna go my way but i have to say uh faa was in a tie break today uh, that he won or was it today or yesterday one, one of the days this week um i feel like fa is a pretty good tiebreak player but that one i just feel like yeah, i felt like this isn't gonna go his way but what's funny too about uh, tbr i was talking with uh kale or texting with kale in front of the pod kale hammond <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> sweet name drop did your foot hurt from just dropping that dropping name, that name? no whatever no, but um, that's why I was texting with the people might know, who, might know who he is. Anyway, and I was saying, you know, he's probably one of those. You know, if you follow gambling Twitter or just gambling content, you see like if you had bet one hundred dollars from the start <laughs> and just rolled it over, you would have won eighteen point million dollars. <laughs> right i was yeah. like that's what like tim fucking van rithoven's fucking streak was like so I, te- <laughs> I jokingly was like you know i said i was like you probably could have won like 69 million dollars on him <laughs> and then kale actually looked it up and you actually if you rolled it over you could have if you started with a hundred dollars yeah won sixty-eight thousand dollars on it <laughs> throughout the tournament oh that's good yeah so what but, an opportunity we all lost damn dude how come we weren't on that on the podcast huh? I'll, I'll I, I severely apologize to all the listeners for not suggesting van rittenhoven who i might have said his name wrong but it doesn't matter because we'll never ever talk about this dude ever again i um i gotta give him a shout out um at wrslr oh yeah yeah he had a funny tweet that 
um, TBR went to the Virgin Islands and left, and now they're just known as the Islands. (laughs) (laughs) That guy definitely fucks. I mean, come on. He just fucking like steamed through Fritz, FAA, and Medvedev. Number number one one player in the world. And then bows out of the challenger the next week, or he just takes the week off. He's like, damn, dude, my arm hurts from whooping ass too much. I, I can't was take even, this challenger. What was even the prize money for that turn? <laughs> it's probably one of those like sad 250s where like the winner won like 150 grand. It, it's like literally what his bank account is at right now. Like there's no way that guy had a dollar going into that tournament. He had a boat. <laughs> Six hundred fifty dollars is an account. Yeah, until like, that. Yeah, like minus whatever he had to pay his parents for rent this month. Oh my god, That's his funny. parents were like, "All right, you you got to pay rent this month. You got some money." And then I was th- so then I was looking this week for these tournaments, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Who is this week's TBR?" And there was a guy named Henry Squire or something that was in the Hala draw and, <laughs> and so it was like I, I need to look up highlights of this kid and i was like you probably got to email his mom <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm trying to find van rittenhoven on twitter and the account that i think might be his it it was created in 2014 he's following nine people there is some tennis related content going on he's um, not he a- young though he is like i think he's like 25 and they honestly okay. think he's four years older than faa which is it, hilarious to me his, his last tweet was in 2018 he has 1100 followers and zero blue check marks was it like tatum saying the celtics don't look like did you see that tonight they put, pulled up an old tweet of tatum's from 2012 saying the celtics don't look good right now <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sweet it just got retweeted from the grave there's like an old tbr tweet like medved having trouble <laughs> oh shit yeah well i'm excited for grass um i i feel like some things are a little bit more predictable from the gambling side at least like guys can hold serve a bit bit better seeing a lot of tie breaks so far this grass season uh big servers have an edge uh it's baratini season obviously Mm -hmm. the guy rode his big serve all the way all the way to the wimbledon final last year um and he won a grass tournament before that the one he's playing this week so and then you have you know just random ass dudes who were pretty good on grass with like kudla who lost today to barrettini but took him all the way to the edge uh sam query he lost today but it's plug your nose and bet on sam (laughs) query season i gotta throw tommy paul's name in there too i know i thought he was like kind of a a slow to medium uh, surface player but um i i mean i do feel like Shapovalov got kind of screwed with the carryover on their match. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think on the day he probably would have won that. Uh huh. Yeah, that's very possible. Yeah, no, I saw that carryover and I was like, this probably is going to flip. But I I couldn't get the balls to ride uh, Tommy on that one. But yeah, he pulled through. But yeah, but I mean, let's think about this way. I mean, Ugo, Umber, and ADM, Demonor, who already had a bad loss this year to Fokina. I think he should have probably won that match. I know it's not a bad loss. Fokina is a good player, no, but yeah, yeah. my point being that um, a lot of these guys who normally stink might actually do pretty well for the next... Uh, well, we only have one 
two more 250s coming up before Wimbledon. But, uh, th- you know, this is a type of type of little blip on the calendar where some guys you normally aren't betting on are actually going to have a bit of an edge. So you definitely want to heed and look at guys grassy low before you're betting on them. Yeah, 100%. Like, especially with Sam Query. Like, what the hell? Like, that guy was like, I mean, don't, you don't even see him on tour. On, was- uh, against Schwartzman, right? And you're like... I looked at oh, that it first. was a pick, yeah, and then it went. He tipped a little bit of, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. And I they first saw it, I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Okay, something's up with that." And then, well, it's like, crazy that Schwartz, I mean, Schwartzman has a pretty bad record on Crash, so it's crazy that he came in like that. The and just against Query in general, too. Yeah, that he can't compete on the surface. I mean, that seems a bit nuts for you know a respectable player. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that confuses me too. I mean, like even watching rba play today too and i think like rba and sportsman have similar games um not one-to-one comps necessarily but uh relatively similar compared to the rest of the field and rba pretty damn good on grass you know no he's a top yeah he, i believe he's like top 20 on grass elo so yeah no i well i think rba is just someone i i <laughs> if i have a chance to get him at a decent price it's someone i which is better. I mean, I've been writing him this week. He's got, we do a free plays board, um, less so much of a board now, just doing some free plays now and then as I've been um, kind of dialing it back a bit, uh, feeling that out. But um, we are nine, two and uh, two as the, the calendar has slipped to, to grass uh, on our account, MP nine tennis uh, for those plays. But uh, yeah, two of those wins have been RBA. Well, no, actually one was pushed because Fuchovic retired. But we we backed him as when he received dog status uh, against Vucevic, and then um, today rode the minus two versus uh, Greek Spore, um, who you said is farts on Twitter, which I thought was <laughs> an interesting way of putting that. It's a very accurate description. I couldn't have used a a, a more perfect word to describe Greek Spore's game on grass. I mean, if Greek Spore would have won today, I would have fucking flipped my shit because this guy has let me down so much. When I bet on him, if he came up and just snatched this win. In that third set, yeah, where he got broke the first time and Bautista Goot found like just holes in his service game, uh, as in Greek sport service game. And Greek sport kept trying to do these serving volleys. And and then Robbie Batch just blew it up. It was great. And then, um, so that was one break. And then the next service game, Talon didn't, adjust whatsoever just blew my mind and then rba just ripped that service game up too and then yeah he was up two breaks and see you later third set yeah i don't know it was a simple win if you ask me well yeah i'm loving it (laughs) i can see why you don't like that guy (laughs) yeah well i mean we the last time we were actually on the mics we lamented his loss to nakashima on on clay which in a match he should have won but uh Anyway, Derek, well, let's talk about let's we were, we're already talking about the tournaments this week. So let's do it some more uh, and fully dive in. There's only a little bit of these tournaments remaining, so we can give some space and some leeway to, to kind of dive in a little bit uh, more for each stop. So ATP Halle in Germany, I, I believe I'm pronouncing that correct. If I'm not, well, fuck me. I think this is the more wide open of the two tournaments left, which is weird to say, considering the number one player in the world is playing in this field or still remaining in this draw rather, but he also lost uh, to a local village kid last week, (laughs) as we mentioned in a final. 
So, yeah, I mean, I kind of think the winner of Medvedev, uh, Bobby Betts, will be in the final. But the bottom half, I think, is is where the big questions lie. Uh-huh. So let's just go over this right now. I mean, you know, as we're recording this ahead of quarterfinal day, so a lot of this will be determined beforehand. So you're going to have the winner of Medvedev and RBA taking on the winner of uh, Oscar Atta and uh, Hatchinoff. I kind of like Atta in this match. I think his serve is pretty good. I think that he has pretty good grass form as a dog. I, I, I would rather play him as a dog versus <laughs> Karen as a, a favorite here, but I think that could go either way. Where are you at on these, these, these two matches? You know, that'll probably be over before, you know, the podcast hits, but at the same time, I feel like looking at it both ways, Let's go over the matchups that could be. Yeah, for Medvedev, RBA, I'd side with Medvedev. I'd say I'd go three sets, though, just because Robbie Bass can battle and confuse the hell out of anybody. And I think uh, Medvedev might get a little frustrated and lose a set and come back and eventually win the third. That's a, that's a lot of prediction right there, but <laughs> that's what I'm thinking off the top of my head. Um and then Atta Hatchinoff. Yeah, I mean, it feels weird to take Atta, but I think I would side there. Yeah, I think the serve from Atta um, could could rule the day with that one. And also, uh, and honestly, like Hatchinoff, just he's untrustworthy as a favorite. I mean, I don't hate him. Like, obviously, as we've talked about before on this podcast, people really hate this guy. This isn't like I'm, I, I always fade Hatchinoff because I certainly don't. But Atta has been a little bit, um, he's had some form here on grass already so far. And so I don't know. I kind of lean that way. But um, I, I think Med's going to win. I think Med's going to win the whole thing. I'll just, I'll just, you know, I, I'm just going to pull the ripcord. I, I think Med's going to win this tournament. Okay. That's fair. But I do feel there are questions of head. But I, now that he's the number one player, it's like, man, is the number one player really going to, like, is this guy going to ever be the number one player for real? Or is it just like a, really just for ceremony? I, I mean, I, you know, he won a grass tournament last year. He went decently far in Wimbledon. He kind of got screwed over against her cash at Wimbledon because of the carryover. You know, it's not like Clay. So it's like he is decent on grass. You know, he's not terrible on grass. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a ranking. I mean, number two in the world's freaking Zverev. <laughs> it's like, if you want to go by ranking. And, like, the number one guy really is of the year, Nadal, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, he's ranked fourth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the ranking obviously isn't exactly... <laughs> The oh, I know, but power rankings, but yeah, yeah. Um, is he gonna you know, play? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like, is he even gonna play? Like, even as a top seed in this tournament, I don't know. Like, he's got a lot to get through. Like, if he wins this tournament, that's a good tournament win just because of this field and the fact that it's on grass. Because, I mean, you're looking at her cats or Faye Leaks or Kyrios that he'd have to be. Like, I think he could beat Kyrios pretty without uh too much of a sweat i mean it'd probably go three but i think he would handle it very well but i think like Faye Leaks and her cats those guys could have like a good push to win you know 
Yeah, I mean, if you're going uh, okay, let's, let's let's play this out for a bit. Okay, so I, I think that the winner of Medvedev RBA will make the final. Okay, okay. If it is yeah, Medvedev, yeah, I, I agree like, with that. Okay, so then we have Medvedev there. So then Med would either face Herkash FAA and likely Nick. I think we're both kind of saying boost is kind of not gonna. I think boost yeah. had a pretty good grass. <laughs> debut i mean even Uh, if he beats nick tomorrow which they do have some sort of weird twitter beef history he'd still lose to either her cats or felix i agree with you i mean i'm i've been fading boost to every step of the way much to my detriment (laughs) but uh i think that uh boost is you know i do not see boost in the final and then cut to like two days later he's in the final and we look like fucking idiots but no uh (laughs) <laughs> and here he's like i i listened to this random ass podcast and you know what that motivated me fuck those guys yeah and then all of a sudden he's playing in the final versus tim van Rithoven in the at wimbledon <laughs> like, fuck match point nine a tennis bets podcast hate those guys we it's fucking t- showed them who would have seen this coming? Tim versus Busta in the Wimbledon final. Yeah, I'd rather watch the NBA final all over again. Watch that crap. No, but I I think you're right. Okay, so but curious. I mean, you know, this is this is a prime spot for him to fuck up because everyone's on his dick. <laughs> like everyone's Even like hit- you know like you're seeing tweets like you know he's playing his best you know if you look at the stats look at what he's done this year this might be his best year ever like this is like a prime spot for this guy to dump randomly he's on his own dick right now oh well he loves his girlfriend five yeah yeah which he was two and seven versus the top five on grass or something like that yeah he is but i mean he's like just amped that he beat what rublev and casper rude this year and then sitsi obviously yeah and don't forget, he does have a committed girlfriend now and a cool hat. <laughs> yeah, what's up with this backwards hat? Not a fan, man. No, no, no. I mean, I wear backwards hats, but it's like, I don't know why he busted that out. I think it's because of his little, his bald spot going that he is. Is and that what? It, well, his brother is uh, is. He's uh, got like alopecia or something, right? Yeah. So he's, but not, but he's going to be self-conscious about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Does he have a bald spot? That's hilarious. Uh, but- yeah. He's like, I think he like dyes his scalp. You could see like in some matches before, like it would bleed like how, uh, I, I can't even think of that. That's hilarious. Well, there needs did. to be more prominent, like fantasy tennis. So, so someone can have their team, Nick Kyrgios bald spot. Like, uh, people used to bury, uh, <laughs> Ginobili. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, basketball. like that would help him, you know. <laughs> he would be just... ba- like they were like, uh, you know, on ESPN.com, there were like thousands of teams named Ginobili's bald spot on like fantasy <laughs> basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I believe Curios is is playing well, but listen, the guy is like, I mean. I love watching him play when he's like just kind of like playing, but this guy is really annoying to watch. He's tilting at every, you know, at any minute it feels like this guy's gonna tilt his ass out of this tournament, you know, like yeah, even even with his winning record, like he was like complaining from the fucking get against Sitsipas, mm-hmm. 
he did kind of dial it back eventually, and I, I think that's part of why he was able to pull it back. But like, oh my god, I, which I was the reason I played. I'll admit, I may, I played Steph versus him, but it was I got a pretty good number. I got a plus one forty one money line against him. I, I feel pretty good about that. I don't care about losing that match actually. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the the price was pretty good. And early on, I was like, oh my god, this guy's gonna tilt his way out of this match. But I just feel like, yeah, like as good as he is, man, like the guy's a walking time bomb. Mm-hmm. And right now is a great spot for him to blow up because everyone's saying how good he's playing. <laughs> this is like, I feel like this is like, this is like the fucking blueprint for like his whole year. He does really well. Right. Everyone's saying how great it is that he's playing. Well, this guy's like really great talent. If he really committed, he'd be like top five or whatever, you know, and then he fucking loses out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll beat Busta, but I definitely feel like FAA or her cash depending on the price, because I feel like Nick might be the favorite in either of those matches. Maybe not FAA, but against Herkash, he might be. I mean, he was the favorite against Sitsipas. No, you're right. Like, but, you don't, wouldn't you think Sitsipas would probably be the favorite against Herkats or Bayleaks? Nah. Uh, not, yes. I, I don't think the odds makers would look at it that way, but I'm just saying that, like... I think that Sitsipas has a really bad grass record so that factor and nick has a really good one so i think that factored in i also think there was a a lot of steam i mean that got steamed up so and the public won on that one um with curios uh-huh. um, right or wrong yeah i think that that opened pretty close even though you know curious oh, what, it was only yeah it was only like um i think you know minus 120 130 um before it got really steamed I think he will probably maybe not her cash because I think her cash all equally has that might open closer to pick, but again, I mean the market I don't think loves Felix, so I don't know. We'll see. I think he'll be probably be a favorite. And I would play the dog side just because you never know with curious man. Like, are you really I, I just it, playing Nick as a favorite mm-hmm. scary territory to me. But going back to what we were saying before. You know, it's grass. It's not the AO. We can't one for one comp it. But if it's Felix or Kyrgios against Med in the final, we have seen that matchup already this year with Med coming out on top in both. Kyrgios, Medvedev beat Kyrgios in a match that was kind of like competitive at times. Yeah. And then FAA took Medvedev to the tilt. I mean, to the point where he was asking, asking himself, what would Novak do? <laughs> Yo, oh, I remember them saying that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if there, if you have a website or you know a book with you know live odds to win the tournament, I don't. I feel like a sprinkle on Felix is not terrible because you know he probably has pretty decent long odds, and he's pretty live. He's live. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I'd agree with that. I mean, because Felix, like you said, could beat Kyrgios. And I don't think that's necessarily like Kyrgios usually only loses if the person actually just outplays him. Like he loses his shit and he usually kind of just recuperates and then gets his head straight and then kind of just takes care of business after that. But like guys like Murray, like that guy will frustrate him just because Murray's a very smart player. Yeah. Um, 
and you beat him last year or i mean last time last week and then what like opelka that guy's serve can just irritate the hell out of anybody and then like once curios realized he's like dude i'm probably just really don't have a chance like because curios isn't mobile on returning like he's great at returning deep but he just doesn't even try to return a lot of serves and then once he gets himself in that hole and he just realizes that he's just being outplayed that's when he loses but like against sitsi boss he wasn't necessarily getting outplayed you know he was just losing his mind a little bit and he knows that he could win so then yeah. that's when he wins but then he also just complains to the ump and stuff like that just in case he loses then he has an excuse and i think it's all for show and then it just helps with his psyche and all that kind of stuff if he loses then he has an excuse <laughs> i saw someone say that Tsitsipas has like itf level footwork when it comes to returning the backhand slice or something <laughs> i mean but what was frustrating him curious was was stuff was that one-handed uh backhand down the line like he was mm-hmm. the, i mean that that frustrates most people that play stuff but uh I nick saw. was kind of teeing that up for him though I, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta say and then i think nick was more pissed off that he was just kind of teeing that up and but nick also relies way too much on his power and he has zero finesse or just like battle in terms of just like trying to move the ball around uh-huh. you know he he's like just trying to like look for winners which yeah he does make a lot out of nothing a lot and that's his thing but that's what makes him exciting right like you watch his matches and it looks like a completely different brand of tennis and anything you've ever seen before so i don't know that that's why i like the dude even though he's a total douchebag with a flat build white backwards hat now but (laughs) why is he wear the same kit every tournament uh i don't know because he wants to be a basketball player so it's the closest thing to a basketball jersey that he can wear well i mean it doesn't make like he's wearing the same a like he literally has worn the same thing for every match this year no other player has done that which i mean maybe that's because i don't know how he one how he gets away with that because i feel like there's some sort of contractual obligation with some of this stuff i mean there's Uh got to be a reason that like two dudes are wearing the same thing across from each other yeah that's (laughs) that's really weird like when rocks the same thing though when like um uh, carlitos and hatchinoff are like wearing the same thing on opposite sides at french open essentially uh-huh. <laughs> like i'm like this doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah like the adidas guys when those guys face off they just look like they're going to a freaking halloween party or something like that <laughs> the, the adidas kids are terrible oh yeah all right well I have med. Who do you have winning this thing? I have a med uh, FAA final. Uh, I already said I love Curio, so I'm just going to take Curios. You know, Curios all the way? Yeah, for one of his very few titles that he has. Well, you, I actually he, need to, I forgot a big important thing, is which I need to apologize to you for laughing about Zverev over Carlitos <laughs> in our last podcast. I am sorry you were right. Apology unaccepted, but just, just know I'm the GOAT. <laughs> You got you nailed Just, that one. I'll take the uh, acknowledgement. <laughs> All right, Jake. Well, let's move on to um, ATP London. I feel like this is a little more straightforward. So, and it's got your boy. I mean, you love to pick Chilich on this podcast <laughs> to do well. So, <laughs> so prime up right now to do so again. What's up? 
Yeah, Chilich versus Bublik. I bet that one. That one was uh, an eye opener for me when I saw the odds. I was like, "Wait, what? Chilich is minus two and a half versus Bublik? What the hell is that all about?" What? Ha- no, but seriously, what has Bublik done lately? N- nothing. Nothing. Like, I feel I- like Bublik has done stuff in the past, but like, yeah. what was the last like signature Bublik win? Uh, I don't know. Like the only thing I remember Bublik's done all season was that one time he flipped his racket around against Root and then hit it with the handle. And obviously that's not a highlight. I mean, it's a highlight for Instagram, but that doesn't count. And yeah, the last goes, thing I remember cool that Bublik did was drink like three glasses of champagne and like do well in UTS. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is that tournament called again? God damn. I hope that thing's over with. It was pretty fun to watch, like during lunch breaks and stuff. But I, like, I was watching it ironically. Well, now that we have the, it's pretty funny. Now that, dude, I, you know, I, I mean, this is a quick sidebar, but um, obviously we watched Nadal win his 14th French Open and staggering achievement, especially when you consider, like, I mean, you look at fucking, you know, the tennis app and all the tournaments going on right now. Just, I mean, there's. Two full ATP sites, full ter- like full main tour sites. There's like a bazillion challengers. <laughs> like there's so many challengers happening. So like not only does like the French Open open with 128 people field, right? Yeah. There's like you know qualities to get into that, and then on top of that, like at any given time, there's like so many people playing tennis trying to be good <laughs> yeah like i wouldn't be surprised if my next door neighbor is an itf tennis player and i just had no fucking clue and there's only one guy that can win the french open for like the last <laughs> yeah right yeah it's like keep training kids one day you'll get there it's nuts dude there's like literally like five challenger events at any given time yeah, it's like every time I open a Bovada and I just click that little tennis icon, I got to scroll through like fucking seven tournaments. I don't even know what was going on with a bunch of names that I, I thought were made up. <laughs> I'm going to Italy. I'm like, there's got to be an Italian clay challenger. <laughs> there's literally <laughs> one every week. Um, anyway. Um, all right. Well, Derek, um, th- this also has, you know, we talked about um, Van Ruthoven or whatever his name is. We got Ryan Peniston. <laughs> yeah. Versus Kranovich uh, remaining here. Uh, I called him Ryan, uh, a.k.a. my penis weighs a ton. <laughs> you got to <laughs> do something is, with the penis. I mean, his name has penis in it, so I have to acknowledge that because <laughs> I am poor. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I mean, how is I mean, Rusevori, it was a good win against Draper. I, I the, the people were way too hot on Draper. The, his line moved over 30 cents on the money line. I mean, it was pretty much, if you pay attention, like you had to play Rusevori. I, I stayed away from that match because I didn't know. I was like, maybe, Draper, maybe the public is going to win because I was like, maybe Draper wins. But Rusevori too. I was like, man, watching that match, I'm like, he feels like he's kind of filled out a little bit, a little more bit, a little bit more mature in the face. Uh, I feel like he has benefited from just. I mean, he's 23 now. I feel like he's maybe has hit the gym a little bit, probably helping his 2020 to 2022 results versus last year. 
Yeah, I, I didn't catch that match. I kind of wish I did, though, because I don't know much about those two dudes. I mean, I know, I know Jack Draper is just like that English guy who got a young, wild card young, last Yeah, year. he's like the, the London Carlitos with like, um, obviously not as good, but he's like the young, the young London hype. Okay. He's the heir to Emma. He's, he's Nike. He's Nike. So, okay. I mean, he's got something going on. I remember that. Yeah. You were like hyping him up because he's. Well, he a took Nike a set off Novak member. last year. So uh-huh. I think he's okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like, wh- how are you going to play that um, in the future with Rusevori? I, I just want to spot. You know what is a good time to keep Rusevori in mind is um, let's just pocket his name for after all. I mean, I think in Wimbledon, he might get a decent draw because it's a huge field. So you might want to like spot him during that. But. After the USO and that little hard court run after the USO, that's Rustavori season. Okay. <laughs> he, I think he's going to fuck some shit up in that. <laughs> All right. I'll take note of that. So pocket that for like after September. All right. But, if he um, ever plays Bublik, fucking remind me. What do you think of this? Uh, so I think we both think that Jillich is probably going to make the final. Like, I mean, Rustavori might beat Jillich. But uh, I mean, w- uh, I'm not picking against Chilich. Fuck, the guy's been awesome. <laughs> I'm tired of picking against him. The guy keeps winning. Yeah, don't forget. I mean, he made the final at Wimbledon, what, 2017? I guess that's not too recent. But hell, he still made it. That means he's better than this top half of the draw was Rusevori. You got Krajinovic and then Ryan Penn 15. Krajinovic, who has his first two main tour. ATP grass wins ever this tournament. For real? Yes. I had no idea actually Jensen Brooksby was even in this tournament until I'm looking at the draw right now. I was like, oh, crap. I didn't even know he was playing in this. But yeah, Krajinovic beat him. I mean, beat Query, which is fairly impressive um, for a guy who's never won a grass uh, match. Um, Yeah, I can't see him beating Chilich, though. I mean, Chilich just just knows how to win matches. That's his thing, you know? And grass is also his thing, too. Dude, I'm saying this guy's serve is on point, and he is pulling out winners out of nowhere. This guy's winner count is staggering at the end of matches. Staggering. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he did uh, get broken that second set against uh, uh, Bublik. Well, I would say Bublik should be better than he is, but he doesn't do anything. This is why, like, the books respect him. They'll give him minus two and a half, but he doesn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't own up to it. Yeah, Yeah. he's, I guess, his talent level is worthy of it. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. He just never plays it out. Um, Okay, so you want to take a look at the second half of the draw? Yeah, so let's look at the bottom half. And uh, I I feel like um, this is okay. So this this is a meeting. You know, this will be match will be over before we have podcast feeds. But I am curious who the winner of Fokina versus Bodic will be, because I mean, I feel like both of these guys are kind of making names for themselves in, in, in recent memory. Fokina went all the way to the Monte Carlo final um a bit of a splash in the clay season i think people think he's kind of a clay guy i believe though he won uh juniors wimbledon so grass isn't unfamiliar to him and then bodick i mean this guy has been the terminator all year 
less Indian Wells, where we famously lost uh, money on him against uh, Kekmanovich, as we talked about pretty much every podcast. But (laughs) (laughs) episodes one through all. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this guy, obviously. I actually went to look at the race because I was like, is Bodic like in the top 10? Because <laughs> I feel like he's always winning. <laughs> he hasn't won any tournaments, but he has won a lot so far. So I don't know. I don't want to bet against this guy. So interesting to see who's going to win that matchup. I, I, I kind of leave Vokina just because I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like he's got a little bit more athleticism. He's going to pull it out. But Bodic is just... Uh, <sighs> He's he can't be beat. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's it's I'm a little hesitant on betting against Baudic. Um, his stock just has been rising from the beginning of the season. Then it takes a dip, and then now it's projecting upwards again. Uh, Fukina's just kind of proven himself just to be a pretty good, hardworking player too. Except for against Greek Spore in the first round of the French Open, but yes, yeah, so, so, sounds like you're pretty scarred from that one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'd lean towards Fokino, like what you're saying. So we'll see. I, I mean, I'm glad we don't have to make a real pick here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, it, I, like I'd be bummed if I was forced to actually take a pick on that. Like, that's, uh, a, that's, that's a that's a stay away because I literally have no fucking idea who's gonna win. So, but either it doesn't really matter. Both of those players are gonna get wiped by Mateo in the next round. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually think Mateo is a pretty solid. If you guys are looking to do parlays rest of the weekend just play mateo and something <laughs> they're gonna give like right now mateo is like only minus like he was minus 500 something against kudla which made no sense dude like, he was a minus two games or what was it one and a half or two against dan evans that <laughs> fucking blew my mind like well, yeah, yeah. I, I get it's in london so i was like mateo berrettini got to the freaking final last year Yeah, they have no idea how to price this guy Uh -uh. and then like what dan evans oh he won a challenger grass event last week and i'm like matteo bertini won an atp grass event last week and no they're wrong on the price there then they were wrong on the price against kudla because he was way too much of a favorite and now i think that they're way too short against like i don't think tommy paul has any chance he's too slow and i don't think he'll catch up on that uh forehand but Tommy's a smart player, so if he actually—he's a good grinder, but like I just Berrettini is like a, a top player. Tommy Paul is not a top player. So like the reason why the, Zverev who dumps, yeah, but Berrettini doesn't really dump. Um, no, not really. But Tommy's a pretty smart player. I think I saw him beat what Rublev at Indian Wells last year, not this year, and then he can kind of just like exploit these like. Berrettini's not a one-dimensional player like Rublev, but obviously his hole in his game is his backhand. backhand, So Tommy, I think, can kind of figure something out. And that's obviously why, like, people are hesitant on taking Berrettini, I guess, at any point. But, I mean, against Dan Evans? Come on, guys. Against Kudla? Come on, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I I, And I could be proven wrong. We'll wake up tomorrow and Tommy Paul will be Berrettini, of course. (laughs) But um, I feel like, I'll say right now, that Berrettini is probably a pretty... If you guys... The parlays are are really popular. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, take Berrettini. Berrettini is, I feel, a pretty strong leg uh, through Sunday. Yeah, I think the only guys in this tournament that have a chance of beating Berrettini is Tommy and 
chillage. That's it. And I just mean a chance. When I mean a chance, I mean it, it's not a good chance, but yeah. They could make it the match into something. All right, Derek. Well, um, I feel like we said it all in these tournaments. I wanted to look ahead for a moment, just real quick. Uh, next week, we have ATP Mallorca. Medvedev won this last year. And uh, so we're moving from Germany to Spain. A lot of the crossover, though, a lot of crossover field from Hala this week will be there. Medvedev, Sisipas, Isner, Hurkash, Shapovalov, um, Busta, RBA, Bodic. Kashmanovich, Baez, that'd be Baez on some grass. That'll be interesting to see. Why'd you uh, skip John Isner, man? What do you got against no, John No, I said Isner, Isner earlier. <laughs> Lloyd okay. Harris, who could be, he stinks, but, you know, on grass, I think Lloyd could do some, he's got the good big serve. So, obviously, yeah. we're looking for the big servers here, and he stinks right now. He so beat he a might, one-legged Rafa last year. He might get a um, a pick'em price against someone he might just be able to serve through. We got Giron, Jera, Greek Spore, Bonzi, Atta, and then some wild cards and qualies. And speaking of qualies in the grass, I've just been playing Dom Stricker to wins. So look at look for his name in the qualies. Cool. Um, either the, I don't know which one he'll try to quali into, but he's a great grass player. Not a great up and coming grass player. How about that? Great qualifying grass player. Yeah, I was really hoping. Rafa would play this, considering it's in Mallorca, but I guess he's not doing this. Nah, dude, he's, he's fucking chilling, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, slams only, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, ATP Eastbourne uh, in the United Kingdom. Uh, Demonor won this last year. Pretty much the same guys from ATP London will be here. Um. Fritz will try to fucking win for the first time on grass. Uh, Nori, we're gonna get Sinner back, I think. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Uh, You know, Sinner, I watched him post, which I think was supposed to be a positive Instagram story of his recovery. And to me, it was like an advertisement for how unathletic he is when he was (laughs) doing some sort of drill. Like, this dude has like fucking giraffe legs, man. Is he like trying to do jumping jacks or something like that? No, it was like a cone drill or something. Together. And we got Chilich, Schwartzman, Opelka, Tiafo, Runa will be back, Fukina, Sonego. Sonego might be someone to keep an eye on. Um, solid grass player. Actually, I would. I was surprised at his gra- grass record when I looked it up, but he's had a winning grass record the last two years. And, Does uh, he look like Ralph Macchio to you? A little bit. That's a good point. Especially it's, with the headband. It's a good you know? call. It's a good call. Kareen Brooksby, if you want to fade Brooksby, he stinks right now. You might, you know, a Senego Brooksby, Brooksby might be the fucking favorite. <laughs> you know, depending what would you draw. take in Bublik and Brooksby? Ooh, that's a good question. I would go with Brooksby. <laughs> well, they actually, I believe, played in Newport last year, or they were both in the draw at Newport. So, and Brooksby made the final, Bublik did not. So, I would go okay. with Brooksby. <laughs> But I don't understand that why like Brooksby like made a grass final. Granted, America like it's like okay, like American clay is, is like American grass too. Like, <laughs> like is the grass that different over there? That why are you stinking so bad? Doesn't make any sense. But. Yeah, they've always been touting him as like gonna be a great grass player, and then now that we see him on grass, 
overseas i guess the soil is a little different or something the ball bounce is different i guess um yeah he's not really living up to that hype yeah but um at this point the cool thing about these tournaments you know we had ivashka medvedev play again uh today they played last week Mm -hmm. so we're gonna get a lot of repeat moving forward so you're gonna have a little bit of database uh, or a little bit of data um going into these matches for these tournaments coming up so that that'll help inform your bets and uh and definitely look to see what the the recent history because we might get some repeat matchups and so far you know they've played out the same way yeah for sure it's like these guys have been holding hands with each other throughout tournaments for the last like three weeks you know yeah for sure so keep an eye on that um and then derek any final thoughts um hopefully you know we can hit the mics mics next week um i will be going to italy the week after that so it might get tough but uh we'll try to get one more in before i head out on vacation but uh uh, i'm loving this is i feel like this was pretty fun so hopefully you guys enjoyed listening and derek any final thoughts um not too much i'd say have a good time in italy and uh just keep betting against uh Bublik if you get a good shot <laughs> bet against Bublik, never a bad piece of advice uh all right well um hope you enjoyed and um look for us on our twitter handle we are active on there daily so at mp9 tennis until next time see you on the court